Welcome to another episode of the Master of One podcast, the podcast that's unexpectedly on the mend after hanging out with 1,200 people. On this episode, we talk about Chronicles of Crime, Creative South, and Gas Station Bathrooms. I'm Patrick Hill. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Will Churin. So grab a hug and then a swab, because it's time for another episode. every episode by talking about something new fun and noteworthy from our weeks and this week is very exciting although maybe a little bit bittersweet because you'll notice Andrew's (laughs) not here Will's here we've already made a couple references to COVID and that's because 66.6 of repeating of our podcast has COVID (laughs) currently on the hills of creative south by the way I'm the hill of creative south uh, so, Will, big shout out to you for joining us for replacing Andrew today. How are you feeling? Yes, thank you. I'm feeling good. My test came back negative so far, so we're just going to keep crossing those fingers and praying to the good Lord. That's right. I'm negative mm-hmm. as well. Lauren is, by the way, with us positive right now. Andrew's asleep <laughs> yeah. somewhere. She, <laughs> Lauren, is, she is more than six feet away, though. Lauren, yes, she is, Lauren may be asleep by the time this podcast is over. I have no a negative yeah. right now, but this could be positive by the time this releases. So... We'll see what happens, but in the meantime, we are going to do a COVID test live on Twitch, you guys. It's going to be so exciting. We'll start doing 15-minute streams every morning while we just keep retesting. That'll be like our daily content. Um, Yeah. And I want to say, by the way, when I test – okay, so I used to do that thing. You know, like, you ever see the thing where, like, people nail a nail, like, into their head? Have you all seen that? Like, at a a carnival. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) the street thing. They're like – where they do the like long nails up their nose. Exactly. Okay, so I can do that. And so when I swab. What? Yeah, 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 for sure. I'll show you. How I'll did you, you find out that you could do this? And genuinely, I was I had nothing to do one day, so I just Googled it and then did it. I don't know. It was just It could go wrong so fast. Oh no, 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 no. It really can't go wrong <laughs> unless you just abs like you have to be grossly net. You have to, you would have to have not had Googled it first. That's how it goes wrong. Okay. Um. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Um. Okay. How did, so how did then the original people figure out how to do this? This is sidetrack. Sorry, but that's just freaky as heck. So when I swab, <laughs> like I can disappear the thing into my nose. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I swab. But the point is, it's negative. Okay, I don't know why I'm telling this. This is true. So yeah. I know. I have Mickey, so. Are you like worried that you don't put it like in the right position to test then or I'm so con- yeah I'm so concerned about it not being good enough that I like am like hitting the back of my throat with it like making sure <laughs> But it seems to be fine. I am not doing that. Well, so we'll maybe mine are just wrong. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, mine like makes, makes my nose it like tickles weird like Yeah. Um I will talk. I'll I'll do it on an episode. I'll go get a hammer and nails. Yeah, Patrick, why weren't you part of the talent show at Creative South with this really amazing <laughs> well, talent? <laughs> everyone's gonna find out in a little bit why we weren't part of the talent show, but uh, but we'll get there. Um, let's do this instead of the normal round the table. I want us to each kind of give our recap of Creative South. Uh, for Lauren, this was her first year. For me, mm-hmm. this was like year 
I don't know, four or six, or I don't know how many years. I have to go count. I don't feel like counting today. Uh, and then Will. I think it's five. For you? Wow. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So let's do this then. Wow. Let's, uh, oh, five. So I think we're tied. So you and Patrick are tied. So we're going we're gonna to so. sandwich it then. So, Will, why don't you tell us for the round the table, tell us about your, your kind of broad CS experience, and then we'll yeah. probably get into more detail when we get over the master categories. Yeah, this year was a lot of fun for me. Um, particularly, it was like seeing family I hadn't seen in three years. They say that, right, is that you come as friends, leave as family, and that's been super mm-hmm. true for me. I mean, some of these people I talk to more than my own family. Um, and then I knew I got to hang out with you guys. I've never hung out with you in person. And we've been playing D&D yeah. and hanging out for online for a lot of COVID. So that was super exciting for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the basic format of Creative South is just a bunch of talks. People come and speak. But it's really just a good excuse for us to all hang out in Georgia, eating barbecue or not if it's only pork options. And sweet tea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did feel bad. For those that don't know, uh, Will does not eat pork. pork. <laughs> and there was one meal that 80% of the option of what to eat was pork. Yeah, the lady uh, who was, like, giving it out, was, I was like, oh, no pork, thanks. I can't eat pork. She's like, oh, vegetarian options are behind you. And, and I it realized was... it was, like, iceberg lettuce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with no dressing or anything. No, not not a cucumber, not a tomato, not just lettuce. Like... <laughs> it reminds me, I had my, um, <clears throat> where I work, I was talking to my boss one time, and she's, let's say like San Francisco, it's like a, a, a West coast city like that. And she was talking about, um, what, what cuisine was it? It was, um, we, we were talking about some cuisine. I'm blanking on which one right now, but like, let's say it's some like South African cuisine. And I said, Oh, that sounds great. I'll have to like, look up some dishes and try to cook a couple things. And her response was like, why just go to your local restaurant and get some? And I had to explain to her, my local restaurants are called things like Spud Ranch. Like there's not like a South African cuisine option. Like if it's not a burger or a wing or a piece of pizza, that's it. That's all the options. So so that's what Mm -hmm. you get for having a vegetarian option in Griffin, Georgia or Columbus, Georgia. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, I think it's just a, it's a blast. There's workshops that I've never done. Have you guys ever done? Or Patrick, did you ever do any of the workshops? We taught a workshop one year, but I've never participated in a workshop. What but workshop did you get? Did you teach? This is gonna shock you. How to podcast? <laughs> what a good idea! Your, that must be like your second or third year, right? And that was like a while ago. We have all the resources from that, and I've thought about this. I think we'll probably release them to our. Um, our subscribers on here so if anybody's interested in it we still have um i mean this is a side note but we still have like the audio recording from that and the materials from that so maybe that's something we can push out to our subs so if anybody's interested in that you can get it but so i've led one but i've never participated in one yeah and i guess the other thing and you guys can talk about this in more detail when it gets to you is the bridge party that's like a famous thing Mm -hmm. that they do i've done every year i've gone um, where they like rent out or get permission to take over this footbridge. And it's just like a big celebration that we're all together again after, you know, a full year or three in this case. So, okay, mm-hmm. let me ask you this. You need to give me like a top moment. I mean, we all need to do this, but if it's a top speaker, if it's a top, I don't, just a top moment. What was the standout from Creative South this year for you? Yeah, I mean, not to be a, a, a kiss-ass, but, like, hang out with you guys and, like, meeting you in person was definitely up there. And I know that sounds terrible because I'm sitting in front of you, but it was definitely one yeah. of the things I was looking forward to the most was just, like, um, 
I hate Zoom. I hate web calls. So <laughs> yeah. like knowing yeah. that at BLC, you guys dimensionally was like, it was my biggest highlight and biggest thing I was looking forward to, I think. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, I think Ink Wars is like my favorite every year. So. And we had Very extra cool. reason to love Ink Wars. Uh, do this, Will. Tell everybody yeah. why yeah. we loved Ink Wars this year. Oh, we loved Ink Wars this year because Mark Bowden drew a train. Yes, that's exactly yes. what we're looking for. Yes. Awesome. And Andrew drew a great Mickey Mouse celebrating family reunion. I do love that. Yes. Um, okay, side note. Mark loves trains so much <laughs> that when he drew the train, it was such a fulfillment of whatever that they created a new category on the spot just to award him <laughs> for drawing a, tr- a train. It was a very, like, he was doing his own competition in yep. that yeah. sense. Uh, but then, of course, also Andrew participated. Those videos are on Instagram. Family train. It's a very common saying. <laughs> People afterwards kept coming up to me like, but why a train? I was like, because it's Mark. There is, a, there is a rumor. There is a rumor that what he heard was not, the prompt this year was family tree. Yeah, the I did. The rumor hear that. is what he heard was the prompt was family train. <laughs> so he drew a train. That can't be, that's not a saying. I, I'm but just he was telling saying you. that he, that was like something he had in his head. And so, like, he was just focused on that um, possibility. And so he's like, yes, the train. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, that's the rumor I heard, but I cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny, but we'll ask him. Uh, yeah. Anything else for you, Will? For. No. But uh, can I answer a question in chat? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate, the price on there now is not including workshops. It's all the events, like the parties and everything, but not workshops. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's my kind of take on Creative South. I think everyone should come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. We'll talk about tickets in a second. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, who do you want to throw it to, Will? Uh, Lauren, why don't you go up next? Because it was your first year. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. It was just awesome. I was definitely... Um, feeling kind of nervous, I guess, beforehand, because I didn't know what to expect. And like, we, you know, are like, this is my first time ever doing a podcast, like live in any way. Like, I mean, I guess Twitch is one thing, but like, you know, in person, you know, I didn't really know what that would, um, like what that would be like until we did it. But it went like really, really well. And I had like so much fun talking to every single person that came and talked with us. Like, everybody, like, at any point that I talk to is like so interesting and so nice and so fun. Like, I think that's definitely part of the big like family atmosphere that's like going on there. And like, just, I never had anybody be in any way like snobby or not respond when you talk to them. Like, you know, sometimes you're standing in a crowd and you just say something to the person next to you and they like, um, maybe like laugh, but don't say anything. Like they would like turn around and be like, oh yeah, I think this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like, especially like at Ink Wars, like I was um, down in the front by myself and I was just like talking to the people on either side of me, you know, <laughs> cause I was just like, well, I'm here. It's great though. And like, it was, it was so much fun, like all around and you know, like the highlight and this is not to copy you will, but like it really was just getting to meet like everybody that's been like in our Slack and uh, or like, you know, Instagram friends and all that kind of stuff for years now and like actually get to like talk to you in person and like give you a hug and like all these things that were like really cool. And it was just like a a funny feeling because like uh, I've never like had, I think like internet friends that I've had for this long and Mm -hmm. never met. And so like I was, you know, you always just wonder like, oh, I hope that it's like it is online, you know, and like not only did like everybody like exceed my expectations, (laughs) but it just like 
felt like we'd known each other forever. Like, like you, especially, it was just like, oh, like, I felt like we have just hung out at all times, like, and that's how it is, you know, like, it just felt really natural and easy to hang out. And it was just like a really good feeling. <laughs> I, yeah. um, okay, it's not a sure thing when you spend a lot of time in close proximity to someone. Like, mm -hmm. like I've had people in my life that I thought I really en enjoyed. I'll <laughs> give you one instance. I had a girlfriend one time. We went on a, our first trip together. Yeah. Where we stayed in close proximity. I came home and broke up with her in an email. Now, <laughs> there's a bit of me in there that I need to apologize for. <laughs> But also, it's just to say, like, when you spend a lot of time in close proximity, you you learn things about people, and that's not always good. I cannot stress enough how – it wasn't you, Mackenzie. I don't know why you're booing. I cannot stress <laughs> enough. I cannot stress enough how – She's going to make you send in an apology email to this girl now. <laughs> um, how, how awesome it was. Like, how we didn't have fights. We got along great. It was no. fun. We did like four days of like exhausting work, and it turns out with COVID, and we still had awesome, com like lively conversation the whole way home. Like genuinely, it was so enjoyable. So yeah, um, it it was like honestly when I was dropped off, I was like, oh, like they get to keep hanging out. I'm a little sad, <laughs> even though we had just spent you the entire even, time in even, the car together, like. <laughs> you guys called me and I was just like, where are you going? You're like, I'm going to almost home, but they get to keep driving. <laughs> like you get to get out of the car. I haven't even gotten on my plane yet. <laughs> I did feel really bad. No. And also like I got home, sat down and I was like, I'm going to watch TV. I, I didn't even make it 10 minutes into the episode of TV. I was watching before I fell asleep on the couch for two and a half hours. And now you know why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Lauren, what was, uh, Compared to what you were expecting, how was Creative South? Like, even better, honestly. <laughs> like, you guys describe it as, like, being really, like, being awesome. But it was, like, d different than I expected because it is very different than any other, like, convention or conference I've gone to. And, like, in addition to, like, Comic-Cons and stuff, I spend a decent amount of time at, like, very corporate conventions with my other job. And, like, I've, like for starters, I've never seen a um, like a networking convention where everyone's in like casual clothes, like just stuff like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like maybe some people wore outfits, but it's still like what they would want to wear. Like no one's wearing work clothes and stuff. And, or like, a, I didn't see the only person wearing a suit was like an eight year old. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was just like a different vibe that I think than like I've ever had at other conferences. And it's like just the right size where like you do have a chance to meet like so many people that are there. And like, actually be able to like find them again because like sometimes you meet someone in passing at a, at a con and it's like there's fifty thousand people it's hard to find them again yeah that's like it. i made friends with some people at the bar at dragon con never saw them again even though we like tried to meet up more than once so it's like it can just be like difficult but this is like such a perfect sized convention that you really get a chance to like um not only just meet people but like re-meet them and hang out with them and like uh, you know, like have a chance to like catch up again, even within the weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, it was, so we been several years and so you know what to mm -hmm. expect in that, in that, from that standpoint. Um, there are some things that were maybe a bit more slack or, or a, a bit like different than if I think back to three years ago, the last event we mm -hmm. went to, 
Um, and and yeah, you just don't know what the tone's going to be. You don't know what the feel's going to be. You don't know, you know how weird your life is. Be but life has been, but you don't know. I said that stupid. You know how weird your okay. life has been for a couple of years, but you don't know if that weirdness is going to like stop at the door, if it's going to be like going yeah, back yeah. or whatever. Uh, it was surprising to me once we got going how incredibly normal the whole experience was, uh, which is mm-hmm. which is a good experience, but it was just a very, very normal experience. Now, the hot seat conversations, we talked about this a bit. I actually think they're the best group of hot seat conversations we've had. Um, and I, I don't, great. I'm sure it's a combination of a lot of things, but probably people have had several years to think of, you know, not talking to people. So it's all bottled up, but we had some really awesome conversations. Those, by the way, we are going to release those, uh, uh, the audio version of those. So you can, you know, consume them that way. They're available on Twitch now. So if you want to watch those replays, they're in big, like three hour blocks, but we are going to release those for, for everybody. So that's a side note, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I think they were like, that was also like really cool. Cause like we had like enough time to like really sit down and like get to know everybody and like hear all the, we had a really big variety of different things that people did too. So I think it's like, like everybody will find something cool. And it was also cool because of that to like see the variety of, um, you know, different types of artists that were at this thing. Cause like, I definitely assumed it would be more um, graphic designers, but there's a lot of fine artists there. There was a yes. lot of engineers there, a lot of, uh, UI designer. So like just kind of um, was impressed with uh, how much variety there is even within that like small, smaller, you know, um, like such a specific conference. Like it's, it was surprising how much variety there was. Now that you said that we talked to a lot of fine artists. Yeah. Like in the past, like this year we didn't talk to nearly as many type people as we maybe mm-hmm. have in the past. Um, there were a lot of people that, yeah. Hmm. That's that's I think very this true. was like the most I've ever talked to illustrators who are doing like stickers and prints and hand letterers. Like I didn't talk to anyone who was like, I'm a UX designer. You know, everything was like, I do fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that's a standout for I'm kind of slightly hijacking you around the table. But no, it's no, because... I feel like I like it, I mean, we were all there. I feel like it's easy to just blend this together and talk about how how it was, you know, the, the other thing I was actually proud for um so i i don't terribly like conferences very much which is a weird thing to say but uh <laughs> the year prior to COVID, i went to like 12 conferences and con- like one a m- once a month i was somewhere else at another conference or convention it's because of the work i was doing at the time uh working mm-hmm. at at sketch and i was traveling around um and there's this thing of like once you go to two of them you've been to all of them you you hear the same talks the same conversations the same types of people Whatever. And yeah. I was thinking back to the way – and on this podcast, you have to understand, like, for those listening, we've interviewed hundreds of people. at the, Between – I mean, Hot Seats alone might be 350 interviews, and that doesn't include all the regular show interviews, which could be another couple hundred. I mean, like, it's a lot of people that we've talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just hear a lot of this, this – a lot of the same stories or sentiments or beliefs and – and it can be very exciting and like invigorating. And then once you get fifty down the road, you start going, "Okay, you're just saying the same thing." And then you, you know, there's, I don't know, it can kind of wear you down. And I was a bit done with the advice in the creative community, like prior yeah. to COVID. Like, 
we were hearing a lot of stuff and we were hearing a lot of the same stuff and I, I didn't really mm-hmm. agree with it. We've talked about the show on the show about some of that, which I'll I'll mention in a second. But mm-hmm. um and so coming to this one, I was like pre like not cringing, but I was just anticipating a lot Bracing of Bracing yourself. Yeah, I was anticipating a lot of that. Um, like more talk about hustle. We, we mentioned this on the show. I was expecting we're gonna we're gonna have people coming here and talking about hustling and talking about side projects and talking about the ten things they've got going and pitching ideas and, and that stuff is is exhausting. Um, and and again, we talked about that on the podcast, but it was so refreshing. There were probably there were at least four different people we had a hot seat with where they said they went to say something and they said explicitly. Uh, that they were like purposely trying not to hustle. They wanted to make yeah. sure that that they were compartmentalizing things in a healthy way. That they they weren't allowing work to dictate every hour of the day. That they were making sure that they were putting up healthy walls and and that was very refreshing. It was exciting to know because we get like a it's almost like a little like sample size. It's like a, a little test of the community. And I was very excited to hear that there's this like growing sentiment within the community of I can care about something deeply, I can love something deeply, and I don't have to like kill myself doing it and forsake my family and my friends. And <laughs> I, I love this new understanding of loving something doesn't mean that you devote every waking hour to it. And just because yeah. you decide to work six hours and then hang up your brush doesn't mean that you're unqualified to do the job or it's not, or you don't have a passion for it. So that was exciting to me. And it, it, uh, it made me very happy for where it seems like the state of the community is coming out of a, out of this period. And who knows, it could be that COVID forced people to reevaluate some of that. And so maybe that's a, a bit of a silver lining that we got a glimpse into while we're doing this, but, but overall, yeah, great experience. Really, really enjoyed it. Any anything else mm-hmm. we need to say about Creative South? No, that was, was just awesome. crickets. That was just complete crickets. No, I, I think the one thing I thought was a little weird was that all of the talks you guys were interviewing people, so I can't imagine mm-hmm. you saw any, if many. At I all. saw about twenty minutes of one of them, and that was it. <laughs> or it was no, then it's like the end of mics. I forgot. I it was forgot. interesting. I saw, like I saw that, two. That like none of the talks felt like they were different than three years ago, which was a huge surprise to me. Like, I feel like mm. all of our working has changed since we've all been working at home. And a lot of, like, design has changed in three years. But the talks seemed very similar. Uh, none, none of the hustle things, right? But I think two years ago, Taylor, is it Cashton? Is that his last name? Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Uh, he talked a few years ago about, like, not burning yourself out because it's bad for your health. Um, and there was, like, definitely, like you were saying, like, a couple of people were talking about, like, not hustling. But nothing like related to remote work or just what it's like been to be isolated and still designing, um, mm-hmm. which I guess maybe was a good thing, right? Like we're all bored and done of hearing about COVID, so maybe that was nice. But it was just surprising to me. I think it's also something that we're all still working through, so it's like hard to like. I don't know what my like final thesis on all of that would be because like I right. feel like I'm still adjusting to it in many ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess we're still in it. Or at least for for me. Yeah, no, everyone is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or everywhere, everybody just wrote their talk three years ago and just dusted it off and gave it. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how much. I wonder how much of the conference is like that. Um, They had talked about some of the logistical errors they had or issues they had throughout. 
And I can't imagine like putting something on pause and then being like, all right, let's start it up again. Yeah. <laughs> like that sounds so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like working out, like as soon as you stop, it gets really hard to get back. You know, all that said, I know I, that's the reason I'm probably surprised it felt as much like as unchanged as it did. Yeah. But all that said, tickets are on sale, by the way, for Creative South. If you go to Creative South's website, they do have tickets for next year. They've already, mm-hmm. I believe, teased out the theme for next year. You can pick up pick them up now. This is the cheapest you'll be able to get them for the next two the hours, was? I think. Um, it's it's un it's non copyright infringement Willy Wonka. It's um, <laughs> uh, Willard uh, Willard <laughs> Wampus Wonka. I can't remember. What say. What's, the, what's the imagination song? Uh, pure imagination. That's the theme. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I like that. Okay. Uh, we listened to that in the car. While singing yes, show tunes. Um, a lot. So, <laughs> how was, I mean, this is not directly Creative South, but how was the car ride? I'm going to tell you because I have travel in my master category, and that's going to be mind. a perfect we'll get there. time to talk about it. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> I do have one thing I want to mention because we can't have this conversation until Andrew is here, but I want to like say this on air so that everybody in chat can like keep us honest next week and help me remember. I want to finish our Buzz Lightyear conversation that you insisted we have on the podcast and not in the car. Listen, listen, okay? No, 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 no. no. Let, me, let me clear this up. I insisted we have it in the podcast because you two were going at it in yeah, the car. I know. So I wanted. I think I salvaged no. the entire trip by insisting. But we will have next next week, we'll do a Buzz Lightyear conversation. Uh, so tickets are available, Pure Imagination. A Courtney in the chat says they need volunteers, so you can uh, email Diane. That's Diane Gibbs, friend of the show, Diane Gibbs. Um, and I think they have cheaper tickets for volunteers. So that's all that. And here's the thing. If you get a ticket and you get a year from now and you can't go, uh, just you'll be able to sell it to someone else. So look, nothing lost. So the point is, if you're listening now, go and pick up the ticket. Do it now. Uh, and I guarantee you, the the I, I've we said this, uh, we talked about this already, but there's always magic that comes out of this. You go to the conference mm-hmm. thinking like the talks are going to be the thing or the workshop's going to be the thing. No, there is something you could have never yeah. planned for that is going to happen, like a, a, a connection or something that's going to be that's going to be very meaningful, do a lot for you. And you can't anticipate it and you can't have it happen unless you're there. And I'm telling you, it happens every single year. If we didn't go on this year, Andrew wouldn't have got COVID. And that's the type of that's the type of magic you look forward to. Just kidding. But seriously. It's absolutely worth the price. Make sure you get a ticket. See us there next year. We'll be there next year. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our magic categories. The Master Categories is the part of the show where we talk about the categories from the dice we rolled the week before. That's as close as I'm going to get. And this week, again, we're still going to keep our categories. Will is going to take Andrew's category. And I actually want to do Will's last because I think that there's going to be uh, I think that one's going to be pretty organic. It's gonna it's gonna take us some places. So with yeah, that, be well said, prepared. I know you have also, all the time that me and Patrick are talking to. Get ready. No, because even though I'm on the show, I'm also listening. Like I would be yeah, normally. I know. So I'm it's kidding. like keep going. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually gonna take this first. Okay. And and these are all going to be like CS related. They're all going to tie in. So yes. uh, I There's had a theme. there is a theme. I had travel, and obviously we did just travel. We were in the you know it was a fifteen hour drive. But I thought this would be a great time to do two things. Number one is going to be to answer whatever question we'll just ask about travel that I've already forgotten. Number mm. two, 
I want to talk about the the art of gas station bathrooms. And now that I've said that, it seems like I'm talking about like patterns, not. I'm just talking about the art of choosing them. Um, Will, what was your question? I would just say we had talked a lot about the event itself, but how your travel was. Because you guys had, was it, a 15-hour drive from Texas? Yeah, so uh, so that's the thing. It's not terrible. So I had this internal thing where if the trip is less than um, – now, it depends where you're going. But um, flying takes a long time. Like if I have to get to the airport two hours before – and uh, and then my plane obviously is takeoff when it lands. It's got 30 minutes of taxiing. It's got 30 minutes of me waiting for a bag. It's got 45 minutes of me waiting at the rental car stand. And then I have to drive where I'm going. Like all these things start adding up. I don't think that you should fly if the trip is shorter than like five and a half hours. I Like genuinely, I think I can drive anywhere that you can fly to that's five and a half hours. Um, and then outside of that, it's like a judgment call, right? So, like, if we flew to Atlanta, we'd have to do, like, the Grom shuttle and whatever. So, because of where Lauren lives, because she's on the way, because of all those things, mm-hmm. we decided we'd just drive it this time. Uh, and I feel validated by the fact that you flew and still didn't get home till 1 in the morning, Will. So, I want you to know well, that you are complete validation. I'm just I would kidding. Say, I'm no, just I would kidding. say my drive was 16 hours. But if I talk about, like, commuting to the airport and back – waiting in lines and everything. I probably only saved like six hours. Like yeah. really not much. Mm-hmm. So um, so that said, we we chose to drive. And for us, we don't get to talk much. Like we're very busy during the week. Like uh, mm-hmm. Lauren does freelance. And so her hours are just all the hours. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. my I'm hour- not very good at the no hustle yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then my hours are, can be all over the place because I work with people and like, tons of time zones because it's a fully remote distributed team. So we actually don't get to to talk much about the podcast outside of, of stream nights. And so because of that, we figured, okay, it's a long car ride, but uh, we'll have a lot of opportunities to plan and, and to do those things and just have some quality time together. So, so yes, mm-hmm. it was a long trip, but like going there, we were basically able to get there like right as it was getting dark. Uh, I mean, we maybe missed it by like 45 minutes. And then coming yeah. back, you know, Lauren's home mid-afternoon. We're home by dinner time. So it really mm-hmm. it really wasn't that bad. It was made a little bit worse by the fact that apparently two of us had COVID. Um, but outside <laughs> of that, uh, not that bad. But when we travel, so here's the big thing. This mm-hmm. is what we have to plan. Uh, it's where to stop. And so I just want to help you all know uh, what you should look for when you travel. Now, it's easy to think in terms of gas station. Stop when there's a gas station for a bathroom. And I get that. And if you do that, there's a very, very easy tier list. Bucky's. <laughs> yeah, Bucky's. one. That's easy. Yes. Next, Loves. That's the second, without a doubt. I'm with you so far. I'm mm-hmm. Now, going down, this is a toss-up. But Travel America can be good. It can be rough. But that's the reason you can also substitute that with, like, like a throwing a quick trip. Okay? That's a good... The quick trip we stopped at did have like Bucky style bathrooms. I noticed they they had the closed doors and everything. I was Wait, what's like, it, oh, what is somebody's it? learning Bucky style. What is it? Bucky style bathroom? I don't have Bucky's. <laughs> so Bucky's, like their kind of claim to fame, is like not only is it basically like a Walmart attached to a gas station. I've heard the legend. They have the the best bathrooms you get when you stop because, like, at least for the ladies' room. Like it's individual little rooms, like not stalls. Like there's like a, like a door room that goes. Almost? Yeah, honestly, it's like a room like with not, a there's... door. 
Like weird. a, yes, a yes. locking. Like it's a like... small room, like a stall-sized room with a door that like closes. So you are completely private and like they're always clean. Like every time you're in there, you're seeing people coming out and cleaning them like while you are like rotating the people through or whatever. They are like very, very nice. Like, you know, like it's always stocked with toilet paper. There's never like, you know, a mess on the floor that isn't already being cleaned up or something, you know? And so it's like, very like if you need to stop at Bucky's, you are in for a treat. Also, the food there is like legitimately very good. So like if you need food and you're stopping, like I genuinely like their barbecue better than some restaurants. It's really good. Awesome. <laughs> I need to apologize right now yeah. to Mike Jones. Bucky's barbecue sandwich is better than all the barbecue you'll find in Columbus, Georgia. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like. Come at me, whatever. That's fine. Okay, you did bring up a good yeah. one real quick. You did mention sheets. I forgot about sheets because I don't live in Ohio mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. But sheets is good. However, I have a friend that got food poisoning from a sheets tuna sandwich. But maybe don't go to a gas station oh. to get a fish sandwich. And get any yeah. fish. So I'm not going to put that on sheets. I'm going to put that on their decision making. Sheets is pretty good. Sheets is pretty, and it looks it look, but it's it, it looks good. Okay. But here's the real tr- here's the real thing. Don't go to a gas station bathroom. If you don't have access to a Bucky's, <laughs> if you don't have access to a Sheets, then what I'm going to say is CVS Pharmacy. Listen, CVS Pharmacy has massive... I've never been in a CVS bathroom that wasn't like 10 foot by 10 foot. I don't know why they're so big. It's a <laughs> toilet in a corner, and then you could put three sets of bunk beds in it. I don't get it, but they're gigantic. They're locking. Mm-hmm. They look as though... There's going to be an armored cash delivery. That's how impressive the doors are at CVS Pharmacy. Don't know why. Maybe bad things happen after dark. I'm not sure. Also, people don't really go to the bathroom in there. Maybe it's because, A, it's not a gas station, but also it's not a store you spend a lot of time in, right? So the people that are there, they're not long enough to need to do that business. So I'm, they're always available, a lot of room, and they're clean. So I'm going to throw out pharmacy bathroom. The other thing is, do it where you eat. Now, that's bad survival advice. If you're in the woods, don't poop where you eat. That's, but, however, we're not in the woods. We're in the real world. And the real world, go to, like, uh, uh, Whole Foods. Great place. Bathrooms are awesome. Great food. Or go to Jimmy John's. Great bathrooms. Great food. Also, Jimmy John's has facts about Uranus on the floor. So you can yes. read those while you use the bathroom. What? Mm-hmm. Love it. 100%. Yeah, I posted it on Instagram. <laughs> Today? Yeah, in my stories. Oh. I posted the picture from when we were driving home. I'm definitely not <laughs> looking at my phone right now. It was very good, though. I liked because it's literally like they had like footprints, you know, like where you would put your feet on, like when you're sitting on the toilet. And then between them is like a piece of paper kind of on the ground that had all the, the trivia. Now, the last one, if you want Poop the facts. utmost <laughs> in privacy. So let's say locking door isn't enough. Let's say I need to know, like, I can't release anything from me unless I know for a fact that there's nowhere, there's nobody within, like, 100 yards of me, okay? Let's say you're that type of person, and I understand that. So here's what I would say. If you're a guy, Dillard's. Men's bathrooms are always empty. There's guys don't use it. Women are in there, but men's bathrooms are ghost town. So if you find a JCPenney, you find a Dillard's. The point is to part. I bet Elaine Bryant has a great men's bathroom. The point is find a predominantly uh, store that's predominantly shopped at by women 
department store, go to the guy's restroom, thank me later. I used to be a very anxious pooper, okay? Very yeah. anxious. I couldn't hear any sounds. I would need it to be deathly quiet to do anything. And that's where this advice wow. comes from. So just yeah. throwing all that out there to everybody. Anybody else have anything in your like own that? house? That's not necessarily easy to achieve. I have three <laughs> bathrooms in my house, and I just pick the one the farthest from McKinsey. That's how I make my decision at any given I moment. See. So yes. Um. Any anybody need to add anything? Anybody anything I've, they want? They feel passionate about on this topic. I've had really good luck with uh, grocery stores for the same reasons as the CVS. Mm. Like. They're always yes. like in the back. Most people don't even know they're there. Like it's been pretty legit. I worked at a grocery store for a while and I was like, this is primo. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. I will say Whole Foods. Great stop. And in fact, we could do a whole thing yeah. about how you should be eating on road trips. Cut out the fast food. Cut out the McDonald's. Don't do the Taco Bell or whatever. Eat at a Whole Foods on a road trip. That's your bonus piece of information. All the foods already yeah. made. Great bathrooms. There you go. Um, yeah, that was actually a great I like stop idea that I wouldn't have thought of normally. Yeah. McKenzie and I started doing that probably a year ago. Whenever we take a road trip, we look for Whole Foods to eat at. Total game changer in how you feel, how you function, also how like little the, money you have. Like the deli pre-made section, prepared section? Yeah, exactly. But some Whole Foods have Smart. full on like a whole paleo bar a whole vegetarian bar Whoa. like they have like you can go in there and get like dishes from all over the world pre-made load them in a box you can go pretty crazy andrew had sushi was... for dinner yeah that's risky but that's awesome while he was driving from sheets it's risky not from whole foods <laughs> yeah hey yeah. man living in nebraska i'm, I'm skeptical of all fish <laughs> i'm like how far did that travel <laughs> two landlocks yeah <laughs> uh yeah. Okay. That's it. That's that's my that's my incredibly uh, uh, informative travel section. You're welcome, everybody. If you travel with me, that's a taste of what it's like. That's just a taste of what it's like. Um, and with that said, yeah. Lauren, tell us about your tech. I will. I, I'm just gonna tack on to your bathroom discussion that like we did have a very very fun like time in the car. I think like we were. I was laughing like the whole way both ways. And I figured we would like not talk on Sunday because we were so <laughs> tired and like I had I was like losing my voice more and more every day. So it was it was really, really fun to hang out with you guys. Yay. I'm, I, I was nervous, I'm gonna be honest. But not because of you. <laughs> I you it's just know. one of those things where like you're gonna spend so much time in such small quarters that like if you if anything goes wrong, it's extra bad, you know? But like it was it was great, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already re I'm already ready to support you with your category. Okay, yes. Yeah, so let's talk about our category. So I got technology, and while we were at Creative South, we played this really cool game that you play with a lot of technology involved. So I figured that would be my choice of game. And so we are going to talk about Chronicles of Crime. Is this version called anything different than just 2400 or? 2400. All right. Yeah, so... Um, the premise of this game is that you are a detective and you solve the case by scanning different QR codes that are on all of the different aspects of the game. So this is your character. And as you can see, there's little slots there. And when you have the, when you have it laying down, there's cards on it that kind of indicate different, um, like cybernetic upgrades that you had. So like one of them help since we're a detective, one of them would help us kind of like search the crime scene deeper. Um, one of us, one of them helped us um, impersonate other people. 
And what was the third one? Um, we could also, uh, so these, it's wearable tech. We don't know all yeah. of them yet because we haven't participated with all of them yet, but I know we had access mm-hmm. to enough. So, um, yeah, one let us uh, oh, find was tech like on a, people. Yeah, and one was a, a zapper. That yeah, a like one. it would attack yeah. people so we could like threaten them or try to kill them. To get the truth. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the other one was to like tell if there was um, any kind of like uh, biotech or upgrades um, on someone that you couldn't see naturally. And so the game is, uh, as you can tell from that box art, very um, cyber, what is the word? Like cyberpunk or like futuristic, like very Blade Runner, very Firefly, yes, yes. Um, that kind of world where it's like, you know, near-ish future, I guess. Like some a lot of things still feel familiar. It did take place on Earth. Like we were in Paris and they were saying so-and-so lives in Detroit and stuff, but it was a much more like, you know, upgraded version. And the artwork for this is incredible. Uh, as you can see, as Patrick's holding up all of these, it's like this cool, like oil painting style for everybody. And like all the character designs are so unique and so cool. Like we were having like, fun just looking at all of the different people. So as you can see, when they're as Patrick was holding them up, each of them have a QR code on them. So you would meet them, scan them. And that's how you like talk to them. And then you can ask some questions about clues, which are the cards Patrick's holding up now. So there's like a ton of these smaller cards that all have kind of like a prompt on them. Uh, I'm just going to try and remember some since I can't really read that. But like papers, trash, animals, um, blood and footprints. Uh, screens uh, and displays. Yeah, that was screens and displays. Uh, um, documents. Um, I mean, there's like 40 of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. A whole lot of different um, kind of like questions you could ask. And so there was a, a part at the beginning and then in some parts later where we would find a crime scene and be shown it on your phone and you turn around and look at it like 360 to see the crime scene. And you'll be like, okay, there's a body and there's bullets casings on the ground. So look at the firearms clue. Um, the trash can is highlighted. You need that and um, tools or whatever. And you kind of look at those words based on what you're seeing at the crime scene to know what questions to ask, excuse me, to ask all of your, um, what's the word like your, um, like your the other characters or whatever. Basically, yeah. yeah. Suspects. That's what I wanted. Um, and so it was like really cool. It took us a couple tries to figure out how to play it. Cause at first we weren't realizing, um, how the time limit works exactly. And how, um, like that we could ask the questions about those cards. We thought we had to only ask questions about the other people. So if you're playing this, I definitely would recommend watching the tutorial video or reading the full instructions because we a hundred percent missed that opportunity to even look at the crime scene because we didn't listen. <laughs> I was adamant. I was, so the, it's a bit misleading because the box says just start playing. Um, yeah. and I was adamant we didn't need to do the tutorial. And so we wasted about an hour and a half because we didn't do the tutorial. And so that's on me. I, I think, to- I, I think like we, we actually figured out quite a lot without that, but like, uh, it, it was definitely like the missing piece. Once we figured out that those, we were able to do those other things, it made the game a lot more fun and a lot more interesting because we're like, Oh, we, we found this out is why we couldn't, we couldn't keep getting out of these dead ends. Cause we were just like not understanding how it works. We didn't know how the, traveling was working so we were wasting like all of the time that we had in the game just going between locations because we're like it doesn't matter why well, want to ask that guy a question we would ask the same questions over and over again which also add to your time i should have mentioned before you do have a time limit to solve your case and you are graded at the end 
for um, how well you solve it because there's a series of questions they ask you kind of like a few are like the primary ones that you knew you were going after and some are a lot more um, like buried like you don't necessarily know that that's an aspect when you start like who who is the cop in this or sorry who's the traitor in this group as well as um, who was the the murderer you know what I mean like but you, we didn't know at the beginning it was like that's who murdered them or is it, are they working with someone or all these kind of levels of the mystery that we had. And it's also cool because each game, um, which there are multiple versions of this, you guys were telling me you can, um, there's different levels as well. So like we finished the first level on the first night and then the second night got back together to do chapter two, which started over in some ways, but like in ways that still made sense with the story. And then like, but so that if you wanted to play a new mystery at a different time than you played the first one, you would have something fresh to play with different people and you wouldn't have to just repeat it exactly. Because the mystery is is the same each time, but there's multiple ways to get to the answer. So both times that we played the first round, we we found different things different ways and like uncovered, um, I think like even deeper mysteries than we even had an idea of the first time we played, not knowing how to ask questions about the clues. <laughs> yeah, I will say this is a game uh, to clarify, because you mentioned like searching the crime scene. <clears throat> That's like virtual reality or augmented reality of sorts. So you need to have a phone, both because you literally have to look around using yeah. your phone as the display in a 360 view to find things. Um, and then you have to have obviously a phone to, to scan the, the QR codes, every time you scan a code, that increments your time. And depending on what you're scanning, so whether it's to scan to travel, scan to ask a question, scan to whatever, it changes how much time it increments. So you have to weigh, mm -hmm. do I have time to ask this person this question or do I just need to move on? Like that's the type of balance yes. you're doing while you're playing it. Yeah, we definitely got like, so much smarter like the second round because we were just like aware of all these like other pieces but really fun game like so so cool like I, I I've only had like one other game where like you're playing and then like by the end of it you're all like so into it you're like yelling and like you know like oh we got this you know like we were <laughs> we were all like so into this game and that was like the the thing game at MondoCon when I played with like random strangers because you are at some point like accusing each other of who is the like um traitor or whatever and like i we were me and trevor played with a husband and wife and like they were almost getting into like a real fight they were so invested <laughs> in the game and it kind of like reminded me of like how fun that was and i just i really like this game i'm so excited to tr play again on thursday and like hopefully solve the mystery because we we technically got like an f on our second level <laughs> or yeah. a d minus will you're a teacher do we get it was like 57 percent. yeah it was not good <laughs> I think that, that was my only that, that was my only thought with the game was that we thought we had done everything, like we, we felt so we really confident, like let's good. go solve. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this was something we could look into. <laughs> I was just like, oh boy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it would definitely behoove us to keep notes, like uh, Biggie is reminding us, like and, and Patrick thought of after we played the second round because it, it got really complicated. They did set to warn us that the second level would be harder, but it it was a lot harder maybe than we knew. So we're actually going to, so here's what we're going to do, because this game, um, it's, we can, it says one to four people. You can play with a lot of people. It, anybody yeah. can contribute and you're working together. It's not, it's not competitive like against each other. So what we're going to do is we're going to play this game as a community. 
So now this is going to be slightly contingent on everyone's health in in the next couple of days, or actually when you're listening to this tomorrow. Um, but as, yeah. given that everybody is like good to go, uh, we're planning a Thursday night Chronicles of Crime, um, so th- uh, 2400 chapter two playthrough as a community so bring a pen like pen and paper you you're gonna want to take notes i cannot stress that enough bring a pen and paper and we are going to work together to see if we can solve chapter two and to see how close to a hundred percent we can get with all of our brain power combined so we'll we'll all be going through it together now if it doesn't work out this thursday then we'll do it the follow we'll find another time uh, so watch the socials for that. But that's the plan. Thursday this week, um, we're going to do Chronicles of Crime together as a community. Yes. And it's going to be really fun. This game is very exciting. Like, even just the artwork for it is really cool. So, like, a- I mean, it- even after we played the first round and we didn't even understand how to play, I was like, I'm going to buy this game. This is awesome. So, like, very highly recommend this game. I'm so excited to, like, play this again, like I said, and play other versions, like, with my friends or something. Because, like, Awesome party game. Yeah. And uh, just so you know, this is 2400, so it's the futuristic one. But they also have they have versions set in present day. They have versions set in the past. They have, like, Chronicles of Crime uh, Noir is supposed to be uh, really Yeah, that felt like and... a natural, uh, you know, thing to do with this, like, detective story. <laughs> I was worried that there wouldn't be enough playtime from it. I had this fear that we'll play it for two hours and just We be... were up late. Yeah, playing. we'll be like... done. We've already sunk, like six hours into this and we still haven't solved the second chapter and there's still more chapters and a whole nother level we haven't done. So there's uh, I was mm-hmm. surprised at how much is in this, not to mention just because you complete it doesn't mean you 100% it. So there's always that I can play through and take a different path to get things, which is great. Yeah. And I was really impressed how many like, um, I don't know how to explain, like, like how many different branches you could take to s- get the same results, you know, because we did play the first level twice. And like we did, we've learned some things in a completely different way than we did the first time just by asking better questions. Yeah. Uh, Will, you have a question from Andrew. How yeah. did it feel against something like D&D? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of things that is interesting with D&D. First, I believe the game says it's one to four players. Mm-hmm. And most games that say that the one player experience would be terrible, almost always. It's like a terrible hack to like try to figure it out. But this game, yeah. I think, could have been a lot of fun even by yourself because it's mm-hmm. you playing with the phone or the the computer. Um, yeah, it definitely. I mean, no game in our lifetime will be as free as D and D in allowing you to do whatever you want. But it really yeah. it did it. It felt fairly native of like you were making the decisions and the phone was allowing you to do a lot of stuff. Um, and it was running the story for you. Uh, I would also say D&D is capped. I would never want to run a game for more than six or eight. And even though this said one to four, like I think we could play with six or eight and we're going to try to play with everyone in chat on Thursday. But because you're all playing cooperatively, like it seems way more expansive in like how many people can participate. Because yeah, it's we even not... had people cycling in and out while we played. And yeah. be like, oh, try that, you know? And it, it was great. Yeah, because when you have six people playing six different characters, then obviously every character is trying to get their shot at the story. Whereas in this case, it's only you're only ever playing one character no matter how many people you have. And so from that standpoint, there's no jockeying to fit someone else in. So I think it'll work really well. 
Yeah. And and especially since like you all have the common goal uh, to try and, you know, solve it to as well, you know, like there's no alternative um what's the word I'm like like you're all going for one thing. There's no other way to win it. Like you need to solve the case. So like there's no benefit in like not helping, you know? Like ev- like that's the game. You know what it felt like a little bit to me was like when me and my family used to watch like CSI and we were all trying to yeah. guess together. But this yes. one, we were like, go talk to them. Like, I need to talk to them. So it's like a TV show you could interact with a little bit. I don't know. I thought I was surprised yes. how fun yes. it really was. Like, I hate mm-hmm. games with the phone. I, I want classic yeah. paper and pencil only. And when we pulled it out, I was like, this is going to be clunky. And after like 15, 20 minutes, it was like, go scan that real quick. Get that, get that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys played um, Haunting at House on the Hill? Or betrayal at House on the Hill. Fan of that. This it also reminded me of that in the way that like once the haunt happens, the cooperative aspect really changes because like you're all trying to win the game together, or you're the one haunted, you know, or whatever. But it's I I love I before that I had never played a game where you have any part of it that is like collaborative and like trying to win, and I think that's like such a fun way to play games at a party because nobody's going to lose. Like everybody leaves happy. There's no bitching. Everyone is cooperating and to one happy experience. Is it (laughs) weird that when I play Betrayal, my favorite part is building the mansion? Oh, it's so fun. It's the best. I don't care about the haunt at all. That's the the moment it starts. I've lost all interest in the game. (laughs) Target. Target used to, and I think they still do sell like a and d light board game, box game. It's the same thing where like you start in one tile and then you move forward and you're building the dungeon as you're going through. Um, they have like a, at least like a fantasy version of Betrayal that's that's really good that my friend had. And it's, it's also d like, Okay, it's, okay. Yeah, I didn't know Gate. if it was the same one. Yeah, it was yeah. great though because it's like slightly upgraded the rules from Betrayal and it was a little easier. Yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome. Uh, is that it for you, Lauren? Yeah, I'm going to close it out and uh, excited to play this game again soon. Yes, so hopefully this on Thursday. And then for those that do like Dungeons & Dragons, Dungeons & Designers is in the middle of its uh, campaign, and that goes on the second and fourth Thursday of every month. So mm-hmm. if we, uh, so the hope is that this week is Chronicles of Crime. Next week will be our next episode of Dungeons & Designers. Want to get that plug in. And Will, that you're listening yes. to right now, is the DM over there. Thanks, Will. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yes. We took a week off for Create South, but I'm juicing to get back to it. Wow. Yes. Although you're like, just like, juice helps you. Oh, is yeah. Is this like HGH like, uh, or? Steroids. Nice. Real ripped. <laughs> nice. I'm just thinking of that uh, Arrested Development scene where Buster drinks the like fake blood and he's just running around like, juice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. Um, all right. Will, that only leaves you. Cool. Uh, so um, I found out fairly recently <laughs> I was going to help you guys and join you. And I got designed because Andrew uh, rolled it. So what I'm going to do is just, I picked out four things real quick. They're my four favorite purchases from Creative South, um, all from like local designers or not, I guess not local, but uh, local to our family at Creative South. Mm, there you go. Um, so it's just the top four things I got. I spent way more money than I should have this year, yes. but that's yep. just how it goes. So the first piece up is this new We Believe hoodie. Um, I am a sucker for a front pocket, large back print. I, that's what all my shirts and hoodies are. If you're not familiar with Inch by Inch, <laughs> What I believe they started out as was a um, like a nonprofit fundraiser through a button subscription to help uh, high school or grade school art programs. So I've been getting their button packs for 
I, I think three or four years now, if I'm being honest, I have like boxes of them. And I got an email uh, a couple months ago saying like, we're going to stop the subscription, which I thought meant inch by inch was just kind of going off completely. But I got to talk to Bob Ewing, who's one of the guys who heads it up. Um, but it's a really cool hoodie. On the back, it says, we believe small things can make a big difference. And then local 501c3, because they're a nonprofit. I think everyone needs a good black and white hoodie. It's really soft. And I don't know if other people, how they like, if they like big kind of bulky hoodies, but this one's slim. And I think it looks, makes my figure look better. So I'm going to wear it a lot. Yes. <laughs> me, me too. Fashion um, show. <laughs> I will say, by the way, yes. Bob Ewing and then also Lane Ewing. We had hot seats with two Ewings this year. Yeah. I, I haven't listened to any of them. And uh, tomorrow, I think I get off work, fingers crossed. So I'm planning yeah. on binging CS 20, uh, 22 round two. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Okay. I, I bought some buttons, or like a pack of their inch by inch buttons. Yeah. Uh, and if I just like, while I was there, if I just click around, like this is the one thing I bought there. Um, highly recommend it. It's my new favorite hoodie. Um, but if I go through, like these are what they get, were really known for originally. Were these yeah, that dinosaur packs. one is the one that I got. You can see it right there. And you'll there. need to Super describe song. this yeah. because this we do have an audio only oh. component. Yeah. So everyone listening to this audio, you really should be listening to Twitch. And if you yes. didn't watch live, you should subscribe and get the access to the video on demand. For those who aren't listening, uh, the We Believe hoodie is black, uh, white on black with a nice little globe graphic in the front. The yes. back is nice, clean, sans serif typeface with small things written in a script typeface. It says, we believe small things can make a big difference. Local, hashtag 501c3. You're so good at that. Oh, my god! I loved your, like, radio voice that, that came That was like there. a, a <laughs> will I've never met before. All right, sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, so I'm just looking at, like, a bunch of buttons. They're from, like, a bunch of designers everyone knows. John Contino, Ian Bernard, Josh Emmerich, uh, Tad mm. Carpenter, the GOAT. Uh, there's so... If, I recommend yeah, you guys go. Really it's inchxinch.org and just mm -hmm. spend way too long and way too much money and help uh, art programs at different high schools. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to just, I got a tab. I, I prepared a whole new window for this. So we're just going to keep oh, going perfect. down. Yeah. So the next one was from Pretty Useful Co. Uh, this I got is, this too. Right. Yes, and I love them. Uh, so this is a pin I've been looking at for probably yes. a bunch of years. Uh, I don't know if you can tell by the photo, but for those who aren't watching, because I don't want Patrick Tab to correct me one more time, <laughs> uh, this is the roll <laughs> high or die enamel pin from pretty-useful.co. Yes. Um, what it is, it's got a little 20-sided um, die with a skull in it that actually spins free. So it's like, I mean, you would never use this in a game, but you can spin and get a random generated uh, number. You could. It's, it can't be weighted right. You know? <laughs> I, I was messing I with you today, like while I was while I was talking with Trevor, and like every time it did get different numbers. So Vegas I don't know. would never allow this. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> my 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 table would never allow this. <laughs> All right, I'm Andrew Cole. Please let me play with my new pin. <laughs> um, either way, uh, I bought this. I posted a picture on Instagram, and then had to go back the next day and pick up one for a friend back home. Yes. Um, but in addition to this, just like the last one, we're going to take a look at their shop. They have a whole bunch of pins that move. So this spinning mm -hmm. thing is not just a one-off, but they have one with um, the Loch Ness Monster that like goes up and down in the waves, which is oh really my great. Gosh. My favorite one, and the one I'm sitting here regretting that I didn't buy, is the Bigfoot that goes in and out of trees. Yes, yes. Um, I love that they're one. They're just, I mean, pretty useful the little, Yeah, the pizza slice the on pizza. the... Um, they're uh, all UFO they're, thing. Yeah. 
They're all super I have great. literally bought almost every single one of their pins at some point and gifted them to someone. So it's like was very fun to like actually meet them in person and like pick up some pins for myself because I have bought the uh, that roll high or die pin for my friends. And then like even if they just wanted like I did forgot to keep one for myself. And so now I finally have one. I also got that like burn bright, not out one. I thought yeah. that was really good. How big is that one? Is it a nice like full inch or a little bit bigger? A little, maybe just a tiny bit bigger than an inch. Yeah, so it's really cool, and it glows in the dark. Anyone listening, uh, my birthday just passed. Anything on this page, you can send to me, and I would be, <laughs> yes. I'd be very happy. I'm just saying. Um, yes. But yeah, that was pretty dash useful. Co. A bunch of great pins, many that move. On to oh, th- let me say one more yeah. thing really quick. Andrew bought from them something that's really cool that is I'm not seeing here, but um, they have these. Uh, it's like a banner for your pins, so like a felt banner. That has a jacket, like a denim jacket drawn on it. And it's like for you to put your pins on it. There you go. There you go. Uh, Oh, I didn't see that they had one that's the back. But yeah, it's like the jacket keeper. It's pretty large size banner, but it's like very cool for like version of a pin board, basically Um, something different than just the like, you know, cork board. So these are really cool. And what I would say, too, I'm glad you pointed this one out. Uh, Pretty useful code just makes cool things, right? Everything they yeah, make every is just like... Yeah, every single thing they do is great. Which means that if you go and you see one of these kind of felt uh, banners with a jacket on it on like Etsy, make sure it's from them. Uh, I know they get ripped off specifically this item a ton. Oh, yeah, so, I'm sure. Just keep your eyes out. Pretty useful co. Support the homies. Lauren, I think you should answer this question. Cadmius in chat asked, uh, how do you make sure pins don't get knocked off jackets or bags? Two ways to do that. Uh, one is to be careful. And then, yeah, the second is the <laughs> locking pin backs. Uh, they're like, sometimes they're called like jewelry clutches, but they're basically like higher end um, locking clutches. Like, well, maybe you can show one. But like, typically so- it's got like, they're all metal and it's not like the little butterfly clutch. There's like a p- component that like pulls out. And like, I have some that like you, I physically am not strong enough really to pull it. I have to use the pliers. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are spring loaded. I'm assuming yours are as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've lost um, probably $100 worth of pins before I bought these. <laughs> <laughs> I lost some of my, like, most favorite pins yeah, before me, I knew about them, too. So I especially too. recommend those for your backpack. Don't even put regular backers on your backpack. No, I my my jackets, I, everything. I, I, I have a whole cup full of the rubber little useless guys now because... yeah. I have a huge stack of rubber clutches because I have everything on boards anyway. But then, like, I... I I like to switch out my jacket ones so much that I I have I can't use those fancy ones for that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on to the third tab. Boop, boop. So this is a company just okay. Um, it is justokay.co. They're yes, out of Orlando, that. Florida, and what I, I have on confidence. Screen... <laughs> this this I have is on also screen... something that I bought. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think I showed you it. You were like, I need it. Um, yeah, and I bought one for Andrew, too, because he saw you wearing it. Like, it, w- this is such a good pin. So the pin on screen for those listening, it's an X-Acto blade, but it's got the Damascus steel pattern. And Damascus steel, I believe, I'm going to talk out my butt a little bit on this one. I believe it's a way of folding metal to make it super strong. So it's mm-hmm. got these kind of waves, almost like like dune sand. Yeah, basically, um, you would have lots of layers of metal. And so when you're when you're cutting it like getting that shape it it reveals all of the layers which is the reason you see like it's the, like a hardcore croissant yeah it's like a really metal croissant um but 
I think, I mean, any designer who's done anything with like zines or cutting out stickers or whatnot has a love relationship with Exactos. I mean, that's my favorite tool. I love, believe. love, love the love um, <laughs> relationship. Like, <laughs> and this one. So when I go to vendors, I have a horrible uh, habit of not treating them like human beings. Like they're just a storefront. Um, <laughs> and I saw this. I was like, oh, dude, this is dope. It's exacto with Damascus steel. And like he stopped and was like, thank you for recognizing that. He's like, no one, <laughs> no one tells me that they get what I'm doing here. And like you just telling me is like giving me a boost of confidence. Like, can I ask you something? Yes. So when you buy your stuff, yeah. Do they have a non-Damascus version? They don't. I will. I just throwing this out there. You want the normal, blank, but I want exactly. like I would, high I would polish. Have both, honestly, I want like yeah. mirror finish Ooh. on one. Just okay. I would honestly have bought <laughs> both if they had them. Like, oh yeah, I, coming for sure. I still dig even this if it was one. gold. I want them all because, like, I love Exacto knives. I buy them by like the two hundred and fifty packs. Like, I use them for everything. I have a hundred pack right next to me right now. <laughs> yep, it's right over there. <laughs> the guy that I went to Creative South with, we drove in. His name is uh, Anthony Biggie Bencomo. He's got a podcast, Lunch with Biggie. And <laughs> this he actually. Is the first time I found out his name was Anthony. <laughs> yeah, <don't worry>. uh, <laughs> I also thought that. He's got a podcast called Lunch with Biggie, and he did a whole interview with the guy from Just Okay Company. So if you want to find out more about him, you can listen to that. But I highly recommend. He's just got, he's another designer, artist who everything he makes, I was just like, it's all pretty dope. Yeah, like I the really little like infinite so skateboard. Much of um the yes he had that pan the wip uh tombstone one and i was sad that they ran out of those it's also super super tiny and cute yeah, by the way it's... we have an interview with we have a hot seat with biggie as well who you just mentioned so that's also the hot mm -hmm. seats i mean it's <laughs> patrick, like we... patrick is it okay if i pimp out your podcast as well as other people's <laughs> i'm just saying it's kind of like <laughs> uh, we captivated the guy they captivated a thousand guys so nice Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so justokay.co. It's just a lot of clever, kind of pun full pins. Um, I don't know. I'm a big fan. All right. Yeah. And the I last... bought a bunch of their stickers and they have some really cute patches as well. What stickers did you buy? Do you um, remember? The, yeah, the one that, that anything is possible one. I got that one. I got one that's um, a little raccoon like playing in the trash and it says, do what you love. <laughs> to, to everybody listening to this podcast i'm new to this i should have picked something that was better for audio listeners so you really just need to no, get on twitch no, i don't know what's good. taking you so long we're um, doing a good job <laughs> all right the last one i have i actually found in my bag when i got home this weekend uh i did not buy this one <laughs> but uh i found a little chef enamel pin that Yay. you can get on etsy.com do you have another store not right now. I'm working on that. We need to uh, get Etsy's that because Etsy's the worst. I um, know. I know. It just I didn't want to shut down the Etsy until that's I get done. It. I get and it. So yeah. Uh, but yes. but uh, <laughs> one of our favorite people on the planet, not Cool Co. Uh, Lauren Rubin over here. Yeah. Uh, I found this little tiny her. mouse, and I would show the camera, but it's so cute, adorable. You won't even see it because my camera's across the room. Um, <laughs> but it's a little mouse, kind of ratatouille, but in a cooler, yeah. cuter style holding a big old spoon with a chef hat on. Um, big fan. I own a bunch of Not Cool's pins. Um, if you <laughs> listen to M of One podcast, you can also find Lauren Rubin. Um, she's on there pretty regularly. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. yeah, so I ended up with, I mean, hoodies, shirts, stickers. I didn't want to go yeah. through everything because, you know, we got time limits. 
Um, but these were like my four really big standout purchases that I'm going to be wearing on everything I have, everywhere I go. This hoodie from Inch by Inch is going to be worn deep into the summer and full of sweat real soon. Um, it's just breaking I, it in. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. When you joined uh, the show, yeah, my first thought was, where's this flannel? That's I, it's new hoodie season. <laughs> I, but now what I realize is you have updated. Yeah, so. you'll see this now every day until it rips. So I'm going to stop my screen, Patrick, fair warning. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Great. I, I had to put Pikachu back, so we have him ready in case we need him. Um, oh, yeah. There is more stuff. We did get more stuff creative, from Creative South we're excited to talk about. Mm -hmm. However, all my stuff's at Lauren's house. <laughs> I haven't did a bag get exit the van on accident? Oh, wait. Okay, show us because Mackenzie yeah. needs to see these. <laughs> yeah. These really beautiful prints by Julie Reed. Yeah. Yes, you have one too. I just didn't do you it because she's not a designer, but it's actually probably my favorite purchase, something I've been looking at for a long time. Do you remember the you name of remember that style? Thank you. It's a That's the exact cyanotype. Or that is, is that the word? It's probably cyano. I say sienna, but I'm an Indian. Okay, so. okay. Andrew's holding um, up his yes. as well. <laughs> These are really, really, really pretty. They're amazing. So uh, she oh, talks about this and we, and we interviewed Julie on the hot seat, so you can hear about her process and how she makes all these really cool um, photographs. Lauren, give the give the twenty second overview of how those are made. Oh, it's really okay. So um, she takes watercolor paper and then saturates it with these um, certain chemicals that um, pick that like turn blue when they're exposed to light. So she'll then like leave this piece of paper out in the sun with the flowers or um, feathers or whatever objects she finds that she wants to use to kind of block the sun. And so the white impression is left where the object was and the blue is wherever the sun would hit the paper. It's so cool. Ugh, I love it. Yeah, okay, they're great. so pretty. And there's like a really like it's hard to see probably on camera, but there's kind of like a watercolory um, vibe to like the way that the blue looks. It's like not totally solid. It's like very um, it's really pretty, like how the colors change in it. I don't know exactly how to explain it better. Yeah, it, and then no, you it's have awesome. a whole bunch of stickers and things um, from our friends. Uh, yeah. Lots of people that we interviewed. There's a uh, there's a skateboard sticker in there. Show the skateboard sticker. Do you see it? I'm looking for it. Oh yes, here we go. I just want to shout out a uh, regime that's in the chat with skateboard sticker. So yes, you gotta, regime. You got to bring stickers to trade, everybody. Yes, stickers, yeah. pins, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I we only... got lightning and arrows. Thank uh, you, Ernie. From Neural, another. Uh, lady that we interviewed Danny debbie Clapper. was her real name yeah yeah um this is from uh mark bowden uh we got shauna shauna panchazin with a drink and draw pin yes these are really cute i love them um this pack of stickers from daniel kiersey who we also interviewed on our hot seat so this is we got all kinds of stuff we have tons of tons I'm more. so impressed that you remember all this stuff um well i tagged most of them when i posted oh, okay. my uh cs hall like just recently uh but uh i got a ton of stickers twice as much as, as you so, patrick i'm sorry what, <laughs> what you're saying is all those names probably won't be in the show descriptions but if you go to not cool on instagram you can find a yeah. post of those links yes yes That's thank great. you will oh yeah thank you. <laughs> you're you're have, you really like, are stepping a lot up of... in the andrew position right now and i, love I know it. <laughs> well, uh so my my cs topic is over but can i share one more thing yeah i just want to tell jedi if you meet andrew 
you get all your stuff within just a couple weeks. So <laughs> just you you need to drive out to him and you'll get everything you need in a pretty timely manner. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say on Andrew's behalf before Patrick says anything that actually <laughs> If Andrew has it, you might get it within a reasonable amount of time. Oh, was if it Patrick, Patrick has it? it you have no ah. chance in hell, <laughs> which is why I will mail you the challenge coins as soon as you tell me your address. That, I should have said that as my best moment from CS. <laughs> okay. I genuinely thought you might have said when Patrick ruined his soda. <laughs> oh, but that was so, hilarious. Too many good moments. Uh, everyone should yeah. come next year. Um, yes, please come. I will say Andrew has a story about delivering some artwork to Doc Reed, but I'll let him tell <laughs> that story. <laughs> uh, F. I'll let him tell oh, that no. story next yes. week when he's on the podcast. Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, okay, is that it, William? Yeah, I think that's it. I do want y'all to know Will's a professor. And I tried to look him up on Rate My Professor because I wanted to know how many stars he got. And I also wanted to know if he got a chili pepper for being hot or not. And unfortunately, I only found his dad's reviews and not his reviews. So, uh, However, your dad did get really nice reviews. 4.7, which makes me even more want to know what you would get. So you need to ask your students to fill it out. Mm. That way, <laughs> that way, I can know how you stack up to your dad and educators in the U.S. education system. Okay, try to give me some good uh, therapy notes there. Huh? Yeah, and with that, I think it's time for us to go ahead and roll some dice, figure out our categories for next week. I think I can also get us a prediction going because we love doing predictions. So should I should Ooh, I roll yeah. for Andrew? You are gonna yes. roll for Andrew, so let's okay. do this. Let's uh, let's throw it to the dice. But before we roll our dice, uh, let me tell you where you can find us. You can find us at mofone.network, where you can find show notes and latest episodes and links to our archive and all those type of things. You can also find our social links, which will take you to our other platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all that kind of stuff, where you can subscribe, rate, review the show. Uh, that stuff's good for us. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. subscribes, make sure that you get it delivered directly to your ear holes. But then ratings and reviews make us feel good or bad, but also push us up in the algorithm. That is all very, very good stuff. So if you haven't rated and reviewed the show, please do that. We're rocking a pretty solid 4.9 stars. Thank you to all you people. Um, also, mm-hmm. you can join the Slack community, uh, mf1.network slash Slack, uh, probably. Um, and there you can chat with us and chat with other creatives and learn other cool things and learn about where we're going to be and things that are coming up in the show. Um, and there'll be more about that in a future, uh, at a future date. Um, you can also find links to all of our socials, which I guess because I ended up here, we might as well do them. Uh, Lauren, where do people find you? You can find me at not cool co everywhere. And, and will, where do people find you? At Will Turin everywhere. And you can find me at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's. Um, and there's, I, <laughs> I don't know, there's other things as well, but I don't remember what's there, and that's okay. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and r- roll our dice uh, right now. I'm going to go ahead and roll first, if that's okay, Lauren. And mm-hmm, go for it. I got a nine for my category. Nine. Lovely. Toys. It- Toys. And then for my, uh, I got a one, so it's going to be past toys. Lauren, if you'll go and roll your 20. I'm doing it. I got a 17 and a two. So 17 will be podcast slash YouTube. Very good. Podcast slash YouTube. And Will, 
we're going to wait on you for just a second. So don't okay. roll yet. I have something to plug really quick. Yeah, go uh, ahead. That Zach it. brought up. Um, we also got to meet Courtney, who used to do Dungeons and Designers, and she is working on a new podcast called The Paperback Brigade, which is a book club. And it sounds very, very cool. And I would like everybody to check it out. Uh, they gave us very nice bookmarks, but mine is in the other room, so it would take me too long to go get it as we are wrapping up the show because uh, I put them in my post. So you guys can follow that, uh, find that in my post if you go on my Instagram and you can find um, them and a bunch of the people that we met at Creative South. A lot of the things that we talked about are also tagged in that post. So you can just get it all right away. No waiting. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I haven't listened to the Paperback Brigade yet. But I will it just, say it hasn't started yet. They're about oh, good. to start. I think. Good. That makes me feel better. But I will say the trailer out because we there is required reading. So first episode is this Wednesday. So the first episode is dropping today. Okay, thank you, Zach. First episode mm-hmm. drops today. I watched the uh, not watched, but like I I saw the the design and stuff for it, and I remember very vividly thinking, I want that. <laughs> it was just it was beautiful and it was it was uh, like it's right in that vein it feels like that my like, stranger things like uh nostalgia 80s like vibe thing and uh it made me feel yes. good feelings so that's dropping today uh yes. paperback uh brigade um and then and the also, name of the book they're reading is dowry of blood dowry of blood and uh by the way if you want to talk to uh zach and courtney and if you want to talk to a lot of people that are CS, you saw our hot seats, all that kind of stuff, uh, also join the Creative South Discord. That's the other place you can be. And we'll we'll drop a link in mm-hmm. our Slack. We'll drop a link in our social notes as well. But here's the thing. We don't care what part, what community you're part of. You should be part of community. I can't say that uh, that enough. You will benefit from being part of a group, uh, of uh, from having community uh, with, with other people. So that said, uh, Will, why don't you go ahead and roll a d20 for me? 14. 14 will be higher than a nine. It was. And what does that give him? Art. Art. Andrew, you're very welcome. Go ahead and roll your D4, D4 for me. Four. Anytime. So art for many times. That's our categories. Uh, well, everyone, that is the episode. Am I missing anything? Am I missing anything? Oh, I feel like we, we did it. We did it, right? Okay, don't get COVID. Right? right? Maybe? Uh, yeah. We did it. So again, uh, Chronicles of Crime, that's the goal for tomorrow. Check our socials for all the information. But Chronicles of Crime 2400 community playthrough is going to happen. Bring pen and paper so you can follow along. Dungeons and Designers is back next week. Anything you want to add? I'm sorry. Uh, Dungeons is Yeah, next week. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah. fast. Anything you want to add about Dungeons and... Or it's two weeks, right? Well, two weeks. Uh it's every two weeks, but we play next week. Okay, that's fine. It's fine. Anything you want to add about Dungeons and Designers? No, just come enjoy. It's uh, Patrick, Tracy Ching, uh, Ray Torres, and Andrew Sales. Hopefully, he's all better by then. Um, and we're just playing through a future fantasy campaign based in uh, with Andrew's ring. Basically, it's a bunch of wildly talented people and Patrick. Uh, so with that, let's go and get out of this episode. I'm Patrick. I'm Lauren. I'm Will Churn. Peace out. Get well soon. Is this COVID? COVID.